Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it looks like we're going to need some new conspiracy theories. The old ones all came true. <laughs> uh, and if you don't, uh, if you don't think uh, every single one of them is going to go up in flames, just wait. Wait a day. Today, by the way, today at noon, special event. I think you should attend this, Ironhead uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci will sit down and have a virtual fireside chat with the Boston Globe. You want to talk about the epicenter of uh, fake news and misinformation and disinformation. They're going to sit down with the Globe, uh, with Fauci, and they're just going to gaslight for an hour. I mean, it's going to be one lie after another. At what point is Dr. Fauci so discredited that even the Globe and New York Times and the other Praetorian guard for the establishment. When are they going to give up on this guy? When are they going to admit that the guy's been lying for three years about virtually everything? You would think this would be a deal breaker. Uh, the big news over the weekend, if you missed it, uh, the Wall Street Journal had it. The Energy Department has admitted the United States, the, the Joe Biden's Energy Department has admitted that the most likely scenario for the uh, origin of COVID was a lab leak. Now that to any, any person with half a brain is old news. It's obvious news. They've been lying for, for two, three years. Fauci has been leading the charge uh, claiming that it was the wet market. I would like to remind people, by the way, the wet markets, you know, where they sell all those dead animals, where they sell pangolin and bat. Uh, it was reopened. It was closed briefly for uh two months, I think it was reopened in April of 2020. You know why? Because they learned, they, they determined that it was not the place where COVID-19 originated. Oddly enough, there's a lab in the area, a, uh, a, a, a bio lab called the Wuhan Institute. And it's right in the very area where COVID began. And in that lab, they uh, performed gain of function research where they made viruses stronger and they made them transmissible. And, um, and, and from day one, everyone assumed that was the most likely place, the most likely origin, place of origin. And for some reason, when Fauci lied, the media circled the wagons and uh, defended him and repeated the lie. And it's an amazing thing when you look back now. This was all, you know, Donald Trump blaming the Chinese. This was declared racist to say that the uh, 
the virus, which ended up killing 7 million people around the world, more than a million Americans, it may have come from the lab where they do this kind of research. That was racist. That was somehow uh, xenophobic, simply a bizarre turn. And it was perhaps more than anything exposes the media for what they are, exposes all of the mainstream media for just shills for the administration. It's so it's, I feel like this weekend was a real turning point because we'll, we'll get to uh, Woody Harrelson, an old school liberal, Woody Harrelson, who blames the drug cartels, meaning the uh, big pharma. Um, and uh, the media went after him, of course, o- uh, organizations, outfits like Rolling Stone and NBC and, Places where you would typically, in the old days, I guess, you'd, you'd have people who would uh, actually do journalism, who would actually call out Big Pharma. Their instinct would be to question Big Pharma, to be skeptical of whatever Big Pharma tells you. But it's 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 just a strange, um, it's a strange way that this thing all unfolded, where people like Fauci and, and other, uh, you know, infectious diseases, disease experts could gaslight the world and the, they could rely on the mainstream media to carry their water. A quick review here. I mean, we've been saying this for almost three years that obviously it came from the Wuhan Institute, but uh, the people who trust Fauci, who believe Fauci, people like the Boston Globe, um, they stuck to their guns, man. They dug in their heels and said, no, that would be racist. It must have come from the wet market. And I've asked this for three years. I, 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 serious question. It's racist, xenophobic to say it came from the lab. But to say it came from this weird market where they sell exotic dead animals, these strange people who eat pangolin and eat rats and bats, it's more likely to come from there. That's not racist. (laughs) That's not xenophobic to say they eat these strange animals and the result was some virus that spread around the world. You You were allowed to say that. You weren't allowed to say it came from a lab. Simply bizarre. And if you want to know why Fauci is so despicable, so sinister, there's one explanation for why he's been lying to us for three years. Money. It's it's the money. Uh, we learned also this weekend that uh, Moderna is this Moderna or is this Pfizer? I can never keep these drug. I can't keep my drug can- cartels straight. Moderna paid the N A N I A I D four hundred million in royalties. Now we've heard from Fauci when he's been under oath uh, in front of the Senate deny, uh, actually he didn't deny, he just said he doesn't have to reveal to the Senate. He doesn't have to reveal to the world how much money they're making. Well, this report um, says that they, they, they got 400 million from Moderna to pass around to all the folks at NA, at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Just follow the money. These guys are just making it hand over fist. And while they're doing it, they're lying to the world. It, and, and the other, re- I should say, the other reason Fauci has been lying and covering up is because we funded the research in the Wuhan Institute, the American taxpayer. And the result was the worst uh, 
pandemic in a hundred years. Of course, he's going to lie. He's, he's just a venal, vile little man who is making a fortune and he wasn't going to jeopardize that. And he's still out there peddling this and today. What do you think he's going to tell the globe today? You think he's going to say, well, you got me. It came from the lab. I was lying about the wet markets. Uh, it's, 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 and it, it, it's entertaining. It's satisfying. It's gratifying to watch all these narratives just go up in smoke, but it's truly amazing to watch them stick to their guns, to, 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 to not completely throw up their hands and say, you got us. We lied. We've lied about everything. They've been wrong about everything. Tell me one aspect of the pandemic of the, the COVID hysteria that the mainstream media, that the Washington establishment has gotten right. I'll, I'll give you a quick review. One thing um, I can think of over the weekend, we learned that the uh, most likely origin for COVID was the lab leak, something Donald Trump said, and the media attacked him for. We found out last week, according to the New York Times, masks don't work, <laughs> which we've known for almost three years, but they've finally given it up and said, you're right, masks don't work. They do not stop the spread. NBC reported last week that natural immunity is as strong or stronger as a vaccine. You weren't allowed to say that a year ago. You were not allowed to say that on social media or you could lose your account to say that natural immunity is strong and protects you as well as the vaccine or better than the vaccine. That was uh, verboten. Now it's general consensus that masks don't work. The, the, the virus came from a lab leak and natural immunity uh, works. Natural immunity works. Masks don't work. That's from the New York Times. That's from NBC in the last week. Is there any doubt that five, 10 years from now, we're going to look back at the utter insanity of the, the, the way we reacted to COVID, the, how, the unfairness of it all, closing schools, shutting down businesses. The whole thing is just so sinister. It really is. And, you know, it's, it's, good, to be, it's good to be right. I'm glad I was uh, well ahead of the curve on this and, 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 and read up and knew the truth. But it's an amazing thing to behold. When, when organizations like Rolling Stone used to be the Bible of uh, the counterculture, used to be Hunter S. Thompson's uh, home base. Uh, well, if Hunter S. Thompson hadn't shot himself in the head years ago, he would shoot himself in the head after seeing the way Rolling Stone has covered the pandemic, has covered Woody Harrelson's monologue. It's an amazing thing when you think about it. Rolling Stone, NBC, Daily Beast, Politico, these people, these, these places are populated with liberals and liberals have lost their way. Liberals now, their instinct, their impulse is to protect the powerful. They are like Satan, protect the powerful. Here we have, uh, are these, are these headlines after Woody? Yep. It's a, so Woody says, and, and we're going to get to it. Woody says that the drug cartels, that would be Big Pharma, Moderna, Pfizer, bought off the media <laughs> and in reaction to Woody's bold statement, they uh, defend big pharma rolling stone. Woody Harrelson spreads anti-vax conspiracies, anti-vax conspiracies. And they all do it. Huffington post, another place, 
populated with hard left liberals, Trump haters, just people that would consider themselves uh, kindred spirits to the likes of, uh, of Hunter Thompson. Woody Harrelson, uh, what does it say? Rambles. Rambles about weed, anti-vax conspiracy. Same thing you get from uh, everybody. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody. Variety. Anti-vax conspiracy. Daily Beast. Anti-vax conspiracy. You knew they were coming at him. You, you, well, uh, well, a couple things I assume about this is that he went off script. You have to do the your monologue in, in uh, rehearsals for Saturday Night Live. I guarantee you that was not in the rehearsal. Woody went off script and credit to Woody. He is a old school liberal. He calls himself a, an anarchist, a Marxist, a vegan. He calls himself a, uh, a redneck hippie. And we know his big thing is legalizing weed. Most of his monologue was about weed and, and getting high. And, and he kind of, he kind of did ramble. I don't even know if the whole thing was even written down. He just kind of went, went, went all Woody on us but he finished strong and we'll play his, the controversial moment where actually people were actually talking about Saturday night live and going and getting online and trying to see it and find it because for once, for once they uh, went, they took a chance. They went anti-establishment and uh, Woody, Woody uh, claimed he had a script, pretended it was in the script that the uh, biggest drug cartels would buy up the media and force people to take their drug. Tell me what the lie is. Tell me what the conspiracy is here. I mean, we're done calling these things conspiracies. Uh, they're not, <laughs> not anymore. They're not theories. They're reality. Maybe it is a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. It's a fact. Let's listen to a Woodman on Saturday night. And start reading. Okay. So the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartels' drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea <laughs> being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> Anyway, it's about that time. Now, there was no applause. There was no laughter. I guess they didn't put the little sign that said, uh, laugh now. But uh, that feels like a game changer because uh, everybody in the media, all those outfits, those organizations you just put up on the screen, they're all like Woody. You know, they consider themselves liberal. They consider themselves, uh, they, they all, you know, want to legalize drugs and and they have to be looking at themselves in the mirror. I understand. They've been bought. That's the dirty little secret. They've been bought. These organizations are struggling. They're, they're magazines and newspapers and websites that the, 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 their model is failing. And along came Big Pharma, Pfizer, Moderna, and sponsored, you know, advertised, essentially paid them off. And I don't know if it's in writing. Probably not. Probably just understood that you will take the money and you will carry their water. You will carry their message, their lies, and you will defend them. You'll circle the wagons and uh, protect them against attacks from conservatives and Trumpers. And now it's not just conservatives who are waking up to this, to the fact that the uh, 
The vaccines don't stop the spread. They don't stop the uh, transmission. Uh, the masks don't work. That Fauci's a lying little weasel. It feels like a, this felt like a big weekend uh, on the COVID front. And it feels like the, the dam is breaking. It really does. And that's a great thing um, because it because of the damage they've done and it's it's it will last you know my lifetime at least the damage they've done to kids keeping schools closed at the behest of the teachers union the damage they did shutting down businesses destroying some people's small business uh just the paranoia that they've spread the people are you know if you, you we're all going to die you're end up in the hospital and you're going to die and eventually we're all going to realize that unless you're vulnerable, unless you're obese, unless you're elderly, you were really in no danger. You weren't going to die. You weren't going to end up in the hospital. They just lied to you. They, and it was about power. It was about control. It wasn't about public health. I think we're all conspiracy theorists now, uh, essentially. I mean, we're all, we're all cynical. They're going to try to do it again. We're going to have climate change shutdowns and climate change uh, school closings and Eventually, uh, we're all going to wake up to the utter uh, dishonesty of these people. But uh, Woody got uh, Woody got a lot of. I'm sure he doesn't care. He's got a great attitude. He just doesn't care. I watched him. Uh, he was on Greg Gut. I mean, Greg uh, uh, Bill Maher's podcast. Sit down uh, where they get drunk, and he just gets stoned and and they uh, talk. And and he doesn't. He doesn't care. He's he's. Woody Harrelson, he's 61 years old. He doesn't have anything. He's not afraid of being canceled. He's not afraid of being shunned by the mainstream media. So he stood up and uh, courageously told the truth. And I think more people probably watch that monologue than have watched any part of Saturday Night Live in years. By the way, what did they do uh, before, before the monologue? They did their cold open. And I'm thinking, finally, Saturday Night Live has to, has to make fun of, has to mock Joe Biden. It was perhaps the culmination of the worst two weeks of Joe Biden's disastrous uh, two years in office. I mean, uh, you have the train derailment where he didn't show up. You have him in Ukraine with the fake air raid sirens. You have him in Poland promising to build nuke plants for the Polish you have his buffoon of a, of a transportation secretary. You have his embarrassment of a vice president. Not a word about Joe Biden. In fact, I don't think they did any mock Biden at all in the whole show. Of course, it was Donald Trump. And Donald Trump talking about uh, East Palestine. And the guy, the guy who imitates Trump does a great job, but it wasn't funny, of course. And it's remarkable how they, how they just refuse to mock the president of the United States and his uh, and his family and his son and his wife and the whole clown show is still off limits. I mean, uh, they, you know, ideology trumps all, including laughs. They don't really care if they get any laughs. They are there to protect the powerful. And uh, I was just surprised they didn't include Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos. That's what they used to Ted Cruz. They included the wacky jury foreman. They met, made fun of her which is fine. She should be mocked, but you're not going to mock Joe Biden after the last two weeks when it's just been one stumble and bumble after another. 
Uh, we'll get we'll get to uh, we'll get to Biden. Did they did they at least have Pete Buttigieg following Trump around in East they Palestine? A, I don't think they had a Pete Buttigieg. I, I didn't watch the whole show. I watched uh, the open, and then I watched Woody and uh, a couple of other skits with Woody. And uh, I watched the news, the uh, weekend update, and it was terrible. But um, I did my usual hate watching. But um, <laughs> Uh, they, they they just refuse to make fun of Joe Biden. It's amazing. There's a piece on on Outkick on this, and they've mentioned Biden like seven times since since he got, or mocked or had a Biden character seven times in the last two years, and they've done Trump like fifty times. It's just they still are fixated on Trump. They all are. It's an amazing thing. The, the whole reason for most of these lies and conspiracies is Trump. If Trump said something. The media had to go the other direction. If Trump said it was a lab leak, they had to go with the wet market. And Fauci is untouchable. Fauci is a god to them because Fauci was instrumental in defeating Trump. And they will never forget that. They owe him and they will allow him to lie. They will allow him to cash in. I mean, look at this thing the globe is doing today. It's 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 just so comical. The globe has this event and in it, they describe what they're going to do. They say their uh, their medical and biotech editor, Anna Hoochment, uh, will look back at Fauci's career and consider what comes next. So they're going to sit down and talk about how great he's been, even though he's been an absolute disaster. He's a scoundrel. He's corrupt. He's venal. And they're going to talk about what comes next. He's 82. He's made... He's worth 10, 12 million, probably much, much more than that. What comes next? Can you imagine sitting down and listening to this? You can do that, by the way, Ironhead. You can sign up. Uh, they're going to have a, a virtual uh, event with, with audience participation and a Q&A. You think there'll be any serious questions about how much this scoundrel has made, how many millions he has made? It sounds... We all, we all sound like Alex Jones now. I understand that. But it's their fault. It's the fault of the Biden regime. It's the fault of the mainstream media. It's the fault of the New York Times and NBC and the Boston Globe. They're the ones who uh, made these conspiracy theories. These weren't really, these really aren't, by definition, not conspiracy theories. The idea that came from a, a lab where they're doing this research in the very area where the whole thing emanated, Gee, what a conspiracy theory. The idea that masks don't work to stop a viral, uh, stop a virus. Wow, crazy conspiracy theory, isn't it? They're just one by one, trickle by trickle, admitting they were wrong, we were right. And it's a glorious thing to watch. It's maddening because they do not, there's no introspection. There's no apology. There's no, boy, we got that one wrong. It's just, you know, whatever, uh, all that stuff we said about masks. Not true. Sorry. Uh, my bad. Somebody called it the, uh, this is the my bad phase of COVID, well, of, the, of the pandemic. My bad is where the media and, and, and the medical establishment and the uh, pharmaceutical companies, they all just say, yeah, my bad. So a million people died and, you know, hundreds of thousands of small businesses destroyed. Kids can't read. My bad. Yeah, my bad. They, they, they have to be held accountable. Thank God the GOP took the House and you can have hearings and you can get Fauci under oath and get the rest of these scoundrels under oath because 
I mean, the thing we're, we're probably never going to go know the whole the whole truth about their greed and about their gaslighting, but we can do our best. We can do our best to to expose them, and I think that's happening before our eyes. It's kind of it's kind of fun to watch. I'm enjoying it, and I think. I think uh, Woody Harrelson was a big moment because that's what happened. The drug cartels forced you to take their drugs. You didn't need them. In many cases, the side effects were devastating. But think back over the last three years, nothing mattered but the vaccine. We asked this, I've been asking this for years. Has Fauci ever mentioned eating right, getting in shape, losing weight? Has he ever mentioned natural immunity. When you get COVID, you have natural immunity. Has he ever mentioned that the risks from the vaccine for a healthy 25 year old are much worse than the risks of COVID? Has he ever said that? Of course not, because there's no money in it. They are big pharma salesmen. Uh, Tony Fauci is the biggest pharmaceutical salesman. Maybe Biden would, would be up there, but Think of what they've done. They've they've kicked people out of the military. They've fired first responders, fired them for not getting the vaccine. Um, Trump's not innocent in this either. That's true. I mean, Trump's the one that uh, foisted Fauci on us to begin with. And by the way, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to Trump versus DeSantis. I kind of, I think my guy had a pretty good weekend DeSantis, but uh, um Trump said when asked why he didn't fire Fauci, he said the media would have had a fit if he fired Fauci. The media, which is obviously, they're the uh, the, the great defenders of Fauci. Fauci's their guy. He would have fired him, but he didn't want the media to have a have a meltdown. What sense does that make? That's supposed to be your calling card. You piss off the media. You hate the media. And yet, I mean, you could, you could find it. I remember it clearly. He said it. I, I, if I ever fired him, the media would have gone nuts. You go, what? <laughs> what kind of answer is that? I mean, I assume it'll come up someday, maybe on the campaign trail, maybe in the debates. I'd love to hear Trump defend that. But uh, this is uh, a tweet from, from Clay Travis yesterday. Moderna made $20 billion in profits funded by American taxpayers off the COVID shot that's virtually useless. Why shouldn't all of that money and Pfizer's profits to be returned to taxpayers and given as back pay to anyone fired for refusing their worthless shots? You almost forget what they did. People got fired. You couldn't, you couldn't do cops, uh, firemen, first responders. They worked through the first phase of COVID. They took a chance. While, while teachers and so many other bureaucrats were home on their computers and in their underwear, cops and firefighters and soldiers and Marines were working, taking the chance to get COVID when we didn't really know much about it. We didn't know how deadly it was in the first month, two months, three months. So then they come up with a vaccine and they tell these cops and first responders and soldiers and Marines that they have to get the shot or they're fired. But they worked without the shot, without a vaccine for months on the front lines, you know, dealing with people taking a chance. And then when they come up with the vaccine, they have to get it or they're fired. Everything was motivated by money. Everything. Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci, they were all, and and Pfizer's um, 
and, and every media outlet that took money from Pfizer and Moderna, they were all motivated to get as much revenue as possible for the big drug companies. And now it's all coming, coming out. It's all being exposed. And, uh, that is a great thing, but, uh, uh, I will, I'll be curious to see what the next today, it'll be today, tomorrow. There'll be one of these mainstream media outlets who will say, well, you know, it probably wasn't a good idea to shut schools, to uh, shut down businesses, to shut down the gyms. We shut down gyms and sports and playgrounds and games and basketball courts for a virus that affects the obese, the out of shape. <laughs> and we wouldn't allow people to exercise. That is utter madness. But uh, here's the... Uh, the uh, Report from um, from the Wall Street Journal. Let me see if I can get an excerpt of it. Uh, the the U.S. Uh, this this is just some excerpts from conservative brief. They took some excerpts from the Wall Street Journal, which is behind a paywall. This is not one that should be behind a paywall. The U.S. Department of Energy has handed a classified report to the White House and key members of Congress that it said it came to the conclusion that the pandemic was the result of a lab leak due to new intelligence. The new report highlights how different parts of the intelligence community have arrived at disparate judgments. The Energy Department now joins the FBI in saying the virus likely sped, spread via a mishap at the Chinese uh, laboratory. The Energy Department's conclusion is the result of new intelligence and is significant because the agency has considerable scientific expertise and oversees a network of U.S. national labs, some of which conduct advanced biological research. Oh, by the way, that research, which caused the, which created the virus, which leaked from the lab, is illegal in the U.S. That's why it's done in China. That's why we pay for it to be done in China and not here. If the, if the Boston Globe were a real media outlet, and they're not, we know that they are a joke. This, you could have a great Q&A with Fauci. You could ask him about this. You could try to nail him to the wall. It wouldn't work because this guy is so comfortable lying and repeating the same lies. But do we have Fauci talking about the lab leak versus the, um, the wet market? Keep in mind, he knew this wasn't true. He knew better than anyone where the virus came from, better than anyone in America. He knew he had all the information and he just kept lying. Uh, and and deflecting because the checks were rolling in. He is motivated by one thing only, selling vaccines, period. Let's listen to him lie. I mean, you, you couldn't miss it over the last three years. Anytime he hadn't, didn't appear anywhere, he lied about the origins of COVID. COVID and soon the whole thing is just going to go up and smoke. Nobody is going to believe it came from a wet market. I mean, I guess... Some, I mean, he'll still have his defenders because, again, he defeated Trump. That's the most important thing. But God, is this is a he is just a world class liar repeatedly over and over again, saying something he absolutely knew wasn't true. Let's let's uh, look back. Go ahead. I have always said that the high likelihood is that this is a natural occurrence that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund 
gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute. That the most likely origin is a natural origin from an animal reservoir to humans. I still think the most likely uh, etiology of this pathogen in Wuhan was from a laboratory. So Dr. Redfield was mentioning that he was giving an opinion as to a possibility. But again, there are other alternatives, others that most people hold by. This morning, Dr. Anthony Fauci is shooting down theories that the coronavirus was man-made. Where did this virus come from, do you think, today? Did it come from a lab? Was it man-made? And you have animals that come out of the wild that are sold at these open, what they call them, wet markets. I think they should shut down those things right away. I mean, because what we're going through right now is a direct result of that. The mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. <laughs> this, oh man, Trump has got some explaining to do. He really does. He, mm-hmm. I can't believe he didn't fire that bum. Um, the world would be a better place, but he well, I mean, again, he'll be on with the globe today. He'll just keep repeating the lie and he knows it. You know it. You can feel it coming off him that he knows what he's saying isn't true. And he says it anyway, because man, has he gotten rich off this, uh, you know, while, while destroying other people's lives, bankrupting small businesses, hurting kids while doing all that, you know, he's, he has just cashed in and his kids, grandkids, they're going to live comfortably. I mean, he probably thinks he's going to live forever. He's one of those kind of narcissists, but all right, it was a great weekend for, uh, for uh, uh, all the just puncturing these, these, these ridiculous uh, lies and these, uh, this gaslighting and these, and this propaganda. I hope it keeps up. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I wish I, you know, I wish I had some Pfizer stock, but uh, anyway, the wet markets, by the way, you can still go there. Everyone knows they didn't create the virus, except that liar. Wet markets are back in business. Uh, we got lots to get to on this Monday. We got an update, a wild update on John Fetterman. We got, I think, the um, the first lady announcing, the first lady was in Africa, and she was dressed just so bizarrely, but that doesn't matter. Uh, I, I'm telling you, Sam Britton looks at Jill Biden and says, man, I got to get a hold of some of her luggage. She is uh, but uh, essentially admitting, essentially announcing that her husband is um, running again, which means to me then she's back in the running for worst wife in the world. Jill Biden versus Giselle Fetterman. We will uh, give you an update on those two awful women and uh, they uh, they cured they they solved global warming at the sag awards last night we'll tell you all about that and lots more but first shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. they make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs so optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. 
Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just for taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I've partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, a 2022 company of the year with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by the tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. All right, the, um, everyone pretty much assumes Joe Biden is running again because I, I think he is because he's stubborn. He's, he's, he's a narcissist. He's self-centered. He thinks that the world revolves around him. Most, you know, presidents feel that way. I, I suppose you can't help it when you're, you know, the most powerful man in the world. But uh, Biden has not announced that he's running again. I think he has to soon, although I think his wife pretty much let the cat out of the bag. This is bad news for Democrats. It's good news for Republicans. That's, by the way, that's why the Democrats and the media are going to do everything they can to uh, destroy DeSantis and anyone else that looks like a viable candidate because they want to run against Trump. They want to take the age card off the table. They want to talk about all the baggage and whatever, January 6th and, you know, Russia, 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 and all the lies they've told to, uh, to uh, inflict damage on Trump. They want to keep that going. So they need Trump to run uh, if Biden is running. And it sure sounds like Biden is running before we get to that. Can we do Biden? Uh, was asked before he went on another vacation, another long weekend to his one of his mansions. Biden was asked about East Palestine, and he said a couple of amazing things, which which are just embarrassing. But he said he talked to everybody there and on the ground. And someone said, "Did you talk to the mayor?" And he said, "I don't know." <laughs> How do you not know if you talk to the mayor of the town that's been devastated by this train derailment? It still blows my mind that they don't just for show. Just, I mean, I know they have disdain for these people. These are white working class people. These are Trump supporters. They hate these people. They don't care if their water is poisoned and their, and their food is poisoned. They don't care at all. They don't care if their dogs die and their rivers turn technicolor. But wouldn't you just for show, wouldn't you just pretend you care? Wouldn't you just pop into East Palestine for an hour and, and glad hand and, and say hello? Why is that so hard to do just for political reasons, cynical political reasons, go there and say he did. Say, look, I went, I care, don't I care? Can't do it. He just can't bring himself to do it. Off to Delaware once again. Uh, but before he went, he was asked about Palestine. And man, this guy, this guy's going to run again. And if he wins, he'll be 86 at the end of his second term. <laughs> That's what his wife wants. That is a that is called elder abuse. She is the world's biggest elder abuser. But let's listen as he uh, as he talks about Palestine on his way to his uh, vacation home in Delaware. Go ahead. Okay. Palestine, Ohio. Are you planning to travel to 
song i was waiting for someone to fact check that reminded him of a song when he was a kid who's zoom and who <laughs> he couldn't think of the word zoom the media had to tell him zoom said, yeah who's zoom zoom who's zoom and who it's apparently an aretha franklin song who's zoom oh uh, really yeah. yeah i should know that but uh i was waiting for him to sing it uh but uh so that guy that guy who again was off was off to uh i don't know look for stolen classified documents one of his mansions uh is uh, is gonna run again we got pretty much have the um the news the breaking news from jill biden who was in africa and one of the uh, cnn reporters was uh carrying her bags on the trip hanging out with her fawning over her uh she sat down with cnn and uh, you tell me is this not a uh, an announcement that her um her dementia-addled husband is running again? Go ahead. It's, people are just starting to see all of this come to fruition because it was voted on before. And the CHIPS Act, you know, that we will now build the chips, the microchips here in the United States that we really import from other countries. I mean, he's done so much. And um, Darlene, he's just not done. Okay. <laughs> So is all that's left at this point is just to figure out a time and place for the announcement? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I don't think she was supposed to do that. But I don't just, think so either. You could tell by the, pretty much, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I, I assume she she wants him to run. And he says it's, you know, she's a big part of this. You know, it's what she thinks a big part of this. It's kind of whatever, you know, it's a... It's standard line. Uh, let me check with my wife, see what my wife thinks. She n is never going to want to give up the power, the perks of the office. She loves those private jets and all the security. And I mean, she loves people fawning over her. She's running again. I don't know about him, but she's running again. And she's just an awful, awful spouse. When you think about it, the guy's not supposed to be doing the toughest job in the world. We know we've seen the results. He's, he's not doing well physically, mentally, cognitively, and she doesn't care. She's just so drunk with power. Uh, it's it's kind of sad. But I'm going to say she gets edged out for worst woman in uh, the worst wife in the world. We, we've taken, uh, you, you've taken Meghan Markle out of the running completely. She's, right, Ironhead? Yeah, that's just, that's nothing serious. She's just annoying. These yeah, two, we'll these see. two are... We'll see going forward. They, those two kids are young, but... Uh, Obviously, Jill Biden is an awful spouse. Uh, when you, I mean, she, you're supposed to be caring for your husband. You're supposed to be looking out, for, wanting what's best for him. What's best for him? He should be in a rocking chair in one of his mansions in Delaware. He should be getting ice cream today, taking a nap, watching Wheel of Fortune. That's what he's supposed to be doing. He's not supposed to be the leader of the free world, uh, who's, by the way, leading us quickly taking us quickly into World War III. We can go over that, uh, the latest developments there too, but we got to do Giselle Fetterman. This is such a bizarre story. Um, this is from our friend John Cardillo. He's kind of a, 
He's kind of a gadfly. He's uh, involved in politics in Florida. He's a former New York cop. We've had him on the show before. He's a, he's a firebrand on Twitter. And he tweets this out the other night. I'm being told that John Fetterman essential is essentially brain dead and it's being hidden because keeping him in office until August 18th avoids a special election, which Republicans would most certainly win. This must be investigated. Now the tweet cut fact check that says August 18th is really not the date. There will be a special election, but, uh, while he was in the hospital with severe depression and perhaps worse, I mean, if John Cardillo is right, that is frightening. The guy was just elected. The guy just took a seat in the Senate, um, whatever, a month and a half ago. And uh, he might already be incapacitated. And we know his wife wants that job. While he was in the hospital being treated, she went zip lining in Niagara Falls. And she talked about, and she tweeted about it or posted on social media about ziplining with her kids while her husband is fighting for his life, allegedly. I mean, we know her husband is not fit to serve in the Senate. We know he was never, he never was. I mean, we well, since May, since he had a stroke, we know somehow Democrats in Pennsylvania decided he was the best choice. Somehow, you know, Dr. Oz, they were afraid of Dr. Oz. Is this uh, Giselle? Yep. Uh, what does it say? We, she said, we did some scary things, but we did them together. We ziplined over Niagara Falls and August got sick. Stuck. One of their, he got stuck, got uh, stuck on the zipline. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Got stuck. We talked about flexibility and the need to always have an open heart and an open mind. That's great. Spend some time, do some adventures with your kids. But while your husband is in the hospital, <laughs> he's currently drooling into a, They're into the a one bin. That forced him to run. You're yeah. the one that was so just power crazed that you wanted your husband to, to go to Washington and serve in the Senate when he belonged in rehab, when he belonged anywhere, but there, but uh, good luck to her. She's hoping Josh Shapiro Shapiro, the governor will appoint her after her husband is declared completely incapacitated. All right, speaking of the 2024 presidential campaign, we know Joe Biden's in. We know Donald Trump's in. We know Vivek Ramaswamy is, and I like him, man. He's everywhere, and he's hitting all the right notes. He's he's kind of focused on uh, affirmative action and diversity, and he's planning on going to war with that, ending that. He's got some great ideas and some real energy. I think he's a great addition to the field, Ron DeSantis hasn't declared yet, and for good reason. He's a governor. He just got reelected as governor. He's got some things to do. He's kicking ass in Florida, but he's dropping all the hints. He just came out with a book. He's on a book tour. He's doing interviews, and uh, he put out a video on his YouTube channel. I believe this was yesterday or last night. You don't do this if you're not running. You don't do this if you say, this is not my time. I'm going to wait till 2028 to 2032. I'm young. I enjoy being governor. You don't put this out there if you're not running. So I think we pretty much have, um, to me, the fame, the, the best candidate out there, DeSantis. And uh, let's watch a little bit of this. He does take, I don't know, I should say a shot at Trump, but this is going to drive Trump nuts. I assume Trump, We'll be posting about this on True Social, posting some inane attack on DeSantis with some stupid nickname. That's coming. 
But this, to me, was great news, a great sign. I hope DeSantis runs, and I think this means he is. Let's watch. When the world lost its mind, when common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue, Florida was a refuge of sanity, a citadel of freedom for our fellow Americans and even for people around the world. Ron DeSantis has decided to put his people first. Ron DeSantis taking a lot of heat over it, but he's not backing down. Florida's success has been made more difficult by the floundering federal establishment in Washington, D.C. An inflationary spending binge that has left our nation weaker and our citizens poor. It has enacted pandemic restrictions and mandates. It has recklessly facilitated open borders. It has imposed an energy policy that has crippled our nation's domestic production. This has caused many to be pessimistic about the country's future. Some even say that failure is inevitable. Florida has proved positive that we, the people, are not destined for failure. DeSantis wins. He has made a promise, and he's making good on the promise. Florida is leading the nation. We are the nation's fastest-growing state. We rank number one in education freedom. We are number one in economic freedom. Florida also ranks number one in public higher education. This is a record we can all be proud of. That's why the left hates Governor DeSantis because he's a winner. That's what the guy does. He wins. Decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. uh, That's the line. Uh, Ron DeSantis is a winner. That's what he does. He wins. <laughs> Trump's got to be sitting there going, wait, that's my line. I'm a winner. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fascinating. Watch this whole thing unfold. I'm not sure the date that uh, DeSantis has circled where he will make the official announcement, but uh, I can't wait. That's going to be fun. The field's gotten bigger, better. It's gotten younger. And uh, God knows uh, if nothing else, he's, 32 years younger than Donald Trump. That matters, especially we see what it's like having an 80 year old president and I don't want another one. I'm sorry. Trump's done some great things. I appreciate the fight he has in him. I appreciate the way he calls out the media, but uh, I'll go with the young guy, the Navy, the Navy guy uh, and, and uh, his, his track record in Florida. So bring it on, Ron, bring it on. Let's uh, let's declare, let's start the fight. Uh, I think I can't even imagine how crazy Trump's going to go when DeSantis finally declares he was attacking DeSantis on election night when DeSantis was the biggest star in the country winning reelection in a landslide. He was attacking him. That's when he lost me. But uh, I'm looking forward to the battle. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down shade concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. 
With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Oh, by the way, just not a big deal. Um, before we get to uh, the, the SAG Awards and a couple other things, um, just a quick rundown of how much closer we are to World War III. I mean, we talked about it Friday last week. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just one of those little, one, little news items. We are, uh, according to um, Barron's on Sunday, we are holding joint military maneuvers with Poland and Germany sending, quote, a very clear signal to NATO and Putin. Um, the, movers, the maneuvers will be carried out in Poland. Uh, and it's to show NATO is, quote, far from being as weak as Putin believed we were. We're sending more troops, 200 uh, troops to Taiwan. That's, that's important too, right? And I think more people are... Uh, admitting that we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. So just a few more steps toward uh, World War Three. Oh, we should try. Do I have time to do uh, the the, uh, the Zelensky video? Oh, this guy is just, I mean, for just when you see Zelensky, and I'm not talking about the video where he's naked playing the guitar that was making the rounds this weekend, or the ones where he plays the piano with his penis. I'm talking about him trying to drag us into World War Three. He was asked about Americans losing, I don't know, losing faith in this war and, and not supporting giving a blank check to uh, Ukraine. By the way, I, I just looked this up. We've given 115 billion. The second, the country that has contributed the second most to the war effort is England. It's eight billion. So the countries all around Ukraine. You know, Poland and, and Germany and Italy and England, not not right around, but closer than us, are giving next to nothing. And we're giving, we're paying, we've already given more to Ukraine than we spent on the entire Afghanistan, Afghanistan war, which lasted 20 years. It's obscene what we've given them. And I think some people are waking up to it. And the idea that if you, if you want to, you know, if you want to get rid of the blank check, just this endless flow of money to Ukraine, you're a Putin puppet. I don't care. Call me what you want. This is madness. Listen to this ingrate, this punk, to uh, answer the question of uh, what do you say to Americans who are really don't want to just keep this uh, endless stream of money going there and who are afraid that he's going to drag us into World War III. Don't forget this is the guy who lied when they shot a missile into Poland, killing two farmers. He lied and said it was from Russia, hoping that that would be the impetus, the trigger to get us involved. He lied to get us involved in World War Three once. I'm sure he will do it again. But listen to his, uh, uh, his this sense of entitlement he has when talking about maybe the waning support from America. Got polls in the United States are suggesting that a growing number of Americans believe that the U.S. is giving too much support to Ukraine. What would your message be on the anniversary to those Americans? Thank you. Uh, 
I would like to thank the American people. I would like to thank all of the American people that are supporting Ukraine, the Congress, the President, the TV uh, channels, the journalists, and everyone that has been supporting us. And that uh, percentage of uh, Americans, as uh, you've mentioned, is increasing. Uh, I can tell them only one thing. If they do not change their opinion, if they do not understand us, if they do not support Ukraine, they will lose NATO, they will lose uh, the cloud of the United States, they will lose the leadership position that they are joining the world, uh, that they are joined for a very fair reason, and they will lose the support of the country with 40 millions of population, with millions of children. Are American children's any different? Different than ours? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll lose NATO? Why? You're not in NATO. <laughs> We're given, I think it's that was the million. Yeah, that was the alarming part was the we'll lose NATO. I'm like, what the hell is we'll, he talking about? We'll lose, by the way, he's talking to Xi. He's talking to China about their peace proposal. They're gonna, China's going to be the, the, or the architect of a, of a peace proposal that may end the war. And Biden will just be sitting back saying, but uh, what, uh, what, we gave 200 million a day to this guy. And uh, he's now sitting down with China. It's, it's amazing. It's just, I mean, he, Biden has, has screwed this up just every possible way and committing uh, acts like blowing up the pipeline, which are, uh, which are going to lead us into this war. He's trying. He wants us to be involved in this war. He wants boots on the ground. All right, before we wrap this up, we got to do this. Uh, the SAG Awards, I know you were watching every minute of it. I know you're a big fan, Iron Ed. I was too, of course. I didn't think anything big was going to come out of it, but we did learn that they are going to the actors, Hollywood, actors and actresses and all the rest of the people out there. They have solved global warming. The president of the whatever, the actors, the SAG, the Actors Guild, the Actors Union, is Fran Drescher, by the way, in case you're wondering Still what hot. she's been up to. And uh, I don't know if the whole event, the whole show is this political, but she, made, she, uh, she, I guess, bragged, boasted that they have, uh, that they're getting rid of plastic. The actresses, this is, I, I could feel, I could feel the air is getting colder as we sit here because this is going to make all the difference. Let's listen to this bubblehead. God. I am very proud to say that SAG-AFTRA and MPA has forged Green Council, the biggest joint effort of stars and studios to save the planet since World War II. Mission number one, an honor system to eliminate single-use plastic on camera, behind the scenes, and leverage star power to challenge audiences around the world to do the same. <laughs> there you go. Limit single-use plastic, which she says is going to save the planet. God, where do these people get? Just, just 
read your lines on your script and leave us alone. You just absolute moron. Get rid of single use plastic. Save the planet. She's, okay. She's still hot. <laughs> you think she's hot? Oh yeah. Until, until she starts talking. Until you hear that <laughs> thing she used uh, to do. You're like, Oh, pretty good imitation. Hey, give me that again. <laughs> oh god and everyone claps we're using glass bottles for our water we're amazing are we why can't everyone sacrifice as much as the screen actors guild <laughs> think of people watching that at home these these people are flying around in private jets and living in mansions and kind of have 17 cars in the driveway and we're going to get rid of single use plastic and that will make all the difference. And some people actually believe that God, that's amazing. But all right, we'll, we'll end with that moron, but uh, who you think is hot. She is. She hotter than AOC. Cause I, I'm not a big, uh, you think AOC is hot too, right? AOC is hot, Jerry. Like that's just a fact. <laughs> You think Giselle Giselle Fetterman? I was going to say Giselle Giselle Bunchton on the cover of whatever it is Vogue is not hot. She looks hideous. That was not a good look for her at all. No. But she's gorgeous. Uh, you think uh, Giselle Fetterman's hot? Um, considering what she's married to, like that's way out of his league. I'll say that. I I'm just going to say I'm just going to guess that it wasn't real love that no. she uh, wanted to marry someone who was you know going to be a U.S. senator. Or plus she had didn't she have to get married? She was an illegal alien. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was the whole point of the marriage. Yeah, first illegal alien senator. That's what she, Pennsylvania must be so proud. But all right, we got to wrap this up. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks it takes- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.